Warning, PC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Hello and welcome to DC on RMD, Batwoman edition on Rain Man Digital. Find us on demand on your favorite podcast provider. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review once again this week, uh, we've got another Batwoman for you. I'm your host, Lauren. I have Bob with me. Hello. And Paul. Hey. Hey. Uh, we're going to be talking about Batwoman Season 2, Episode 5, Gore on Canvas. Uh, everybody just wants to grab that sweet, sweet, nasty painting by the Joker. Um, this episode was directed by Norma Bailey and written by Daniel Thompson. And let's just jump right into it. I don't like Angelique. I just don't. I don't like her. Uh, oh, I, I figure any time that somebody tells you they're clean while dealing drugs. And when you went to the, the bat for your girlfriend and then uh, went to jail for your girlfriend. It yeah. sounded like a good character. Also, I feel like uh, I almost, <laughs> I almost, I, I like you less if you're clean and dealing drugs. <laughs> like, I feel like you're a it, worse person. Yeah, it's it's then. just, it's it's a bad situation for, a, like, a person to be in, I think, just overall. Like, I, I had a friend who did a lot of drugs, and then he got clean, and then somebody asked him to hold some of theirs, and then he did some of them, and he died. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so it's it's just it's it, bad. It's a it's a real thing. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't, know. I don't, I, I don't know how to respond to that one, Paul. <laughs> yeah, thanks for like talking about it in a way that sounds like a joke, and the, the uh, show then can everyone only else go feels uncomfortable. From here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just, like that was an awkward laugh by me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but for real though, like here's the deal: if you are not clean and sober, you're doing drugs, you're dealing drugs, it. I mean, it's not good, but it makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Like your life is affected by your habits and addictions and whatever else, you know, your, your judgment there is clouded. And if it's good enough for you, why wouldn't it be good enough for someone else kind of mentality? But if you got clean because you need to turn your life around and you're still dealing drugs, you are a worse person than the person that's not clean and dealing drugs. Because you know, and you know better, and you know that you shouldn't be doing it. You know it's bad for you. You know it's life-ruining. Whatever the fuck it may be. Like, you know it could kill you, and you're still selling it to people just because, huh, well, I need money. Like, you suck. You're a bad person. <laughs> it's good cash. Yeah. Like, you're you're a bad person. For sure. Um, well, and, and especially for our lead character who is trying to correct a lot of these things. Right. And it just as as being in the cow, like this is like her her thing is, you know, I want to make sure the streets are clean, the place that I came from and yeah. <sighs> it's it's not even it like feel- basic drugs either, like yeah, like weed or e- like even maybe coke. It's like this made up fictional super fucking drug for Gotham City. Snake bite. Uh, uh, this doesn't end to see heroin yeah (laughs) this doesn't end well does it no i guess i think i'm also having a problem with um with the whole like drug dealer thing 
because it's not like, I don't know. I guess it's just being portrayed less glamorously than other like non-black superheroes, like bad influences in their lives have been portrayed. You know what I mean? Like, like Thea Queen yeah, she was a a druggy party girl for a while, but she was like a classy rich party girl that had like a bunch of money and just like went to clubs and like yeah, I don't know something about it feels like they're really trying to dig their heels in with like the urban stuff in a way that just makes it feel like they don't know how to write a black character genuinely. Well, and like I mean, yeah, I guess right because like this is this event this the collective art gallery illegal blah blah like this is where i would expect to see thea selling drugs right <laughs> yes but she the the girl selling drugs angelique she doesn't even look like she belongs there especially no, she was when very she's clearly first only there because she had drugs to the guy she's just like oh sorry and like she looks kind of high like what the fuck <laughs> She looks like the girl that you kick out when she has sold all of her drugs. Yes. <laughs> You're useless here now. You may leave. Yeah. Um, or or you don't even let her in to begin with. You take her drugs, hand her a pile of cash, and then go, bye-bye. You don't get yeah. in. They're in the party favor bags. Yeah, I don't actually need We'll leave these on the table somewhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's, it's definitely a weird character thing that i i don't know how this helps ryan grow when right. she opened her purse did she only have one dose she has like a bunch of weird like plungers in there yeah it looked but there like weren't there. any needles i don't think there was just like the plunger part of the syringes it was, it was a good weird. it was it was a good day well it's because they don't know what drugs are either oh they're like mm, needles are expensive. We can so, just get the plunger. It'd be so hard to to have something with two needles. What? Um, I, I don't know if they need to go into like veins and uh, stuff, yeah, lining sure. that shit up. As a guy who has to give blood like every six weeks, it's hard enough for them to find one vein in my arm. Oh Better my god! Yet. People are two. so bad at at it. I don't know how they do it for a living when they can be that bad at it. No, there's certain people at my doctor's office that I'm like, no, no, like I'll, I didn't drink enough water this week. I'm not ready to give blood. I'll come back next week because I don't want to be bruised. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am that person that they need to like poke my arm like six times before they give up and move to the next arm. And then after that, if they really got to get in there, then they move to my hand. The hand Uh, hurts. The hand sucks. I've had the hand done before. Uh, so, yes, Paul, uh, the two needle drug injection, unless uh. it's going into a meaty part of your muscle, uh, would be a hard one to uh, to hit. Like, I, I don't know how I would tie off my arm to make sure I got you both in. You couldn't. <laughs> my hands feel weird now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I feel that needle going into my knuckle. Oh, yep. I hate it. All right. So let's talk about that weird, gross blood plane. Blood painting. Um, why Why are we getting so much, like, Jack Napier stuff? Are they okay. just really trying to, like, drive that home because they, they can't actually use the Joker? 
Well, I, I feel no, I feel like a couple things were finally cleared up in this because like initially I was like big fucking coincidence that the Joker painting leads to Sophia's Island. But like so so one, like everyone is aware that Jack Napier is the Joker. I think I think they belittle the Joker name by calling him Jack Napier. I think all of that is done on purpose. Like uh I, you know, like like uh, a lot of individuals who are not super fond of Trump. Um there was like a movement to just call him 45 yeah. and like not even like like so I think it's something along those lines where they're um you know kind of belittling him as a character. As far as where he is, you know, he disappeared with Batman a few years ago, right? So like mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. that. Um, on a romantic getaway and the painting, <laughs> the painting itself isn't actually like, it's not a painting that he did with guts and blood. It was a painting hanging in somebody's house and he executed the dude in front of him and it just got covered yeah. in gore. So uh-huh. I think all of it is much and then more he signed like, his name on the wall above it. And that right, is right. the signature for the painting. <laughs> so it, it's all much more like, honestly like like logical and practical than the extravagant like nonsense you know it's it's not jack nicholson's joker walking into the museum and like spray painting all over shit joker just killed a dude in a way that resulted in a coincidence and then he played with the coincidence (laughs) so so all in all i don't hate this this whole situation um and and just the fact that, you know, again, it's just some dude that the Joker killed and this happened to be like a meaningful painting either way um, is is a lot easier for me to digest because I was also getting very sick of this. Like, what is this bullshit? Jack Napier painted something that ties to Sophia Island like it's just all coincidental and not like deliberately bad writing. Yeah. OK, OK, OK. Um, I like. I I feel like the crows are so cumbersome in all of this, too. And they're like, all bastards, would, for sure. I would be more invested, I think. Or not more invested, but less distracted if it was just, oh, we got to go get this fucking painting. Um, okay, well, we tried, but someone else tried to grab it. And maybe there was an accident between Batwoman and Wolf Spider, and then uh, that was it. And... They moved on. Oh, it's fake. But like the crows being involved and it's like they're trying to do the whole like uh, restructuring the police system thing and like, cool, fine. But I I don't know that it needs to be completely intertwined with a vigilante story. It's one too many elements in here. Right. Uh, If we had less going on, if we had eliminated Kate's story altogether then we could tackle that. But we're still yeah. dealing with, with Kate. Yeah, yes. And, and me and Paul talked about it last week that the ghost of Kate Kane is fucking ruining the show. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that you're right. If they would have eliminated this and they would have just, we have to get to that island or whatever the story could have been, it, eliminate the crows because at this point, you're right. The crows all, all of a sudden are the the bad cops that are ruining everything that are corrupt and everything else that really have nothing to do with the story that I don't know if it helps Ryan grow as Batwoman other than she doesn't trust them. No. Yeah. I think like, I think it's, it's, they're trying to use it as a tool 
for us to like empathize with her. And like, I'm not going to say that it isn't working, but I, I feel like it's not necessary because like you fucking, you know, we were all alive last year. Like we saw the news. We, we know this shit is happening and I don't necessarily think they need to directly just like recreate it as a subplot in this show to, to get us on that page. But I'm not a writer. So, well, but, but, it, but we talked about like, we've talked about the laundry list of things that have already happened to this woman. Mm hmm. And yep. corrupt cops don't have to be part of the the scenario. Also, you know, I mean, uh, you can you can address it. You know, if you want to if you want to put that into the story because you feel like it's a an important social message, especially for a show that's led by a black woman, then like by all means that makes sense. But you have to carve out some time and space for that story. You can't just shove it in alongside all the other things that you're trying to cram in. It's like you it's said, it's, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like the same thing that they're doing with her characters. Or they're trying to cram in as many, not necessarily like black or POC, like exclusive experiences, but like some that are pretty Pretty, some experiences that are pretty relevant to, you know, race. And they're just trying to cram as many of those as they can into her character. And I think they're doing it in a way that doesn't make me feel like they're writing her as well as they could. And, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not black. So maybe, like, maybe it is inspirational still. But I feel but, like but you want to have a good mix of tragedy and, like hopefulness even in a dark but, character like one of the bats yeah but there's always those things that it, it, if they write it right they make you feel a certain way yeah. like when me and angelica covered watchmen and they dealt with a lot of the, the the black issues from the beginning of time basically of america to current day they made me feel something like and I'm not going to say it was like white guilt, but shit that like, why wasn't this taught to me before? Why am I learning this from a superhero show, you know, right. like about Black Wall Street and some of the like the things that happened in the 60s and 70s that I had no clue because they're not taught, you know. And unless you're like a historian and going out to read those books, you probably don't know about them. And, and you so, don't know to look for them. Yeah, exactly. And so because, if, if because if up until gonna, recently, we've thought that we've known, you know, at least the majority of the racist history of our country. It, but. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact is, like, if you're going to do this with her, like make it more of teaching moments and like an aha moments, not like a like you said, it, it almost feels like it's forced on us or forced into the story just to have it into the story. Um, in, instead of just genuine like hey these are things that are real these are things that are happen and like you know a couple of these have happened to me and maybe a couple of these have happened to you know my friends and blah 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 but like it's 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 to a point where it just doesn't feel like they're it she is she should story. be more than just what has happened to her and and yeah. and People, women, black women are more than just the unfortunate things that they have to deal with. And it doesn't feel like we're getting that yet. And not yeah, well, because like she just doesn't measure up or whatever. It just feels like they're just overloading her with, oh, oh, look what look what tragic thing we can add to her backstory next. 
Yeah. And it just it has to calm down. I And I thought maybe they had turned the corner with last week's episode, you know, to where she was dealing with the orphans and, you know, being a hero for a black kid. And I was like, all right, right like I could see like there's some drive there that that could be possible. And then this week it was kind of back to the status quo for me. Yeah, let least. me let me get get back together kind of or at least be flirting with and and maybe sleeping with and spending the night over at the uh the the house of uh or calling over the person who you know got me sent to prison in the first place let me let me fall into these bad habits that just happened to be the first person to see me naked with the kryptonite bullet in my chest yeah right mhm <laughs> Oh boy! I'm glad I we mean, finally dealt yeah, with that. Honestly, I I'm glad that somebody finally did something. But like, you know, all in all, for for the story and the progress, it's just getting worse. Like, you know, we gotta we gotta go somewhere with this. Are we yeah. amputating? But we haven't gone anywhere with it, and who knows what the long term side effects are? It's amputation. For sure. It's in her chest. <laughs> and you don't need that part. Yeah, I mean, it's it, the left yeah, side what, of her like, chest. It's over her heart. <laughs> Kind details of. not really it's more in her like shoulder but still you know <laughs> close enough to I, be concerning i i just wonder what the what what the end game with that is it is yeah i mean is is she gonna uh, do you want me to radioactive poisoning is she is she a meta is she going to become a meta is like what are we just what are we doing um <sighs> is is secure on the island now too so she I mean, has a reason. Is I mean, yeah. Is the flower gonna cure her chest infection? Is that like I, it, they would give her a reason to be really concerned about getting to the island, other than to get get my white replacement back? Yeah, I I don't. I don't. Everything is everything is. A mess. It just seems like a lot for five <laughs> episodes at this point. Right. I feel exhausted. Hon- no, honestly, it, it yeah. I feel like it's only been five. Look, looking at the the timeline of the notes that I took for this episode, like before even halfway, um, I just wrote that trying to get Kate back is the whole focus of the episode. Like that's that's storyline A, B, and C, and I just it's fuck. I, like it's not going to happen. We already know how it ends. Still no fucking Kate. So like, what? What? Why are you doing this to us? How long does this go past the midseason? Like it fucking better not. Like we we talked a little bit last week about like when is Black Mass coming? And at this point, I feel like if they would have went with the drug angle and had Ryan dealing with like losses of friends, maybe this is happens uh, to her girlfriend here that she gets back on the drugs and finds out Black Mask is the the person. And then she has a vendetta against him now. She gets back on the drugs. She turns heel. Ruby comes back. And Ryan is the antagonist for the end of the season. Jesus. What do we cancel the show? Thanks, Vince. Maybe it's good that you're not a writer, Paul. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like have Angelique get back on the drugs, find out like and, and like if they would have run, I think with that storyline alone with the drugs, you know, corrupting her neighborhood, the kids that she's trying to mentor type thing. And then yeah. finding the source is black mask. I, yeah. and I, it's just like, I think we've lost focus 
and the, the like I, I, I feel like I'm a broken record, but the ghost of Kate is gonna fucking tank this show. Yeah, five episodes in, we've lost focus. I will say that the one thing that I do really like that is different and is new, um, just you know, because we're kind of on that that topic of of the departures that the show has taken. I do really like the narrative between um, Sophie and Ryan. I like that, you know, we're seeing some discourse there about how Sophie is kind of part of the problem through complacency um, because she gets, she gets by on being a part of this kind of club, you know, the crows, like she's in law enforcement. And so therefore, you know, this and that, and like, Oh, well, I'm trying, I'm trying to change things. And, um, I, I like the opposing points of view there where like Ryan says, no, I mean, honestly, you're part of the problem if you're with them and you're not just like dismantling the whole thing and like burning it to the ground and starting over. Um, but at the same time, Sophie has a respect for what the crow's mission has been, or what it should be, and wants this organization to live up to what it was supposed to be. Could be, or should be, yeah. Right. So I'm I'm enjoying that back and forth between them. I'm enjoying that relationship, how it's progressing, how they're trying to keep each other kind of accountable so far right now. I, I think that's interesting, especially to see two black women in two completely different places and different viewpoints who both still feel affected but in different ways and feel like they're responsible for doing one thing or the other that are very different from each other that's a cool new thing about the show well yeah and and i hope it stays with sophie trying to fix yeah that it doesn't Mm -hmm. go with the whole well if it doesn't get fixed i'm just gonna leave Right. And be, right. be on that vigilante side of justice at that point. So, but because she can do good from the inside, she can. Oh yeah, it, it'll take well, a lot of time, probably, but she can. Especially when she has the ear of Papa Kane, you know, if he's not yeah. as distracted as he is, like we've seen this before, to where he's willing to make changes. Uh, yeah. You know, when when these things are exposed, I think they did that last season at some point, um, and. Um, but that you're right though that they're they are developing interpersonal relationships with the characters that are enjoyable. Like I like watching Mary and Luke and Ryan interact with each other. I I I I'm growing to like this the Sophie thing. Um, and so I hope that you know they, there are good points that they're focusing on and again it, it might be that they're able to write those a little bit better because again it's not really focusing on a a social justice issue or anything else it's more the interpersonal relationships of somebody new coming into something and how do i deal with it and how do we adjust to losing a friend and I and I think those are the stories that are going to talk to a broader audience. It, it's nice that we have all these diverse characters out there, but it's not going to speak to like the middle America Kansas kid that just wants to watch a superhero show. 
Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the superhero shows are going to focus on things that are more prevalent in larger cities. Yeah, but that's (laughs) that's just the way it is. (laughs) uh, No, I understand. But a lot like but what I'm getting at here is not like I'm looking for like small town type stories. I'm looking for more of things that more people can relate to, you know, whether it's you've lost a friend to do with this or you've seen sure, some sure, kind of relationship sure. that's bad on back and forth. You can relate to it. Not everybody can relate to a black lesbian woman who's homeless, who uh, has a foster kid who got kidnapped, who has been falsely arrested and, you know, spent time in jail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, like that combination probably exists somewhere. And I probably seen her on 60 days in, but that's that, that one person. So, yeah. Do you yeah. do you think that we see Sophie leave the crows at any point? I hope not. I think that it's important to uh to show the the back and forth between them. Um especially with like the current social narrative of the past year and everything like that. Um to show like when um and an armed force can be, you know, a, f- a force for good and when it goes too far and when it's completely unnecessary, like that sort of stuff. And I don't think we need to get into that. It's not like we're watching fucking Law and Order SVU or some shit like that. You know, like we're not we're not watching that kind of show. We're watching a show about Batwoman. But I think yeah. here and there, it's it's nice to see the discourse between them, especially because it is um, from a place of both like understanding uh, with them, like, both being black women, but also I, from a place of two very different life experiences, where Sophie's been pretty privileged throughout her life. I think she I, went to the military school on a uh, scholarship, but still, she was, like, first-round pick, basically, for the Crows and stuff. It, it, yeah, and honestly, I would like, if, if this is the relationship that they're going to have, I would almost like Papa Kane to step down, Sophie to step up, her to become that Commissioner Gordon role, to yeah. the Batwoman, you know, to where yeah. it's just like, I call you when I need you type thing. And we're going to disagree about some stuff, but. Yes, but we're here to work together. And I, I see a little bit of that in them when they talk. And mm-hmm. But I think that like Ryan's attitude would change if somebody like Sophie that she's grown to have a relationship with was in charge. And then she might be able to forget some of the past row things that have happened to her. Right. And see that like moving forward. Well, it's interesting too, though, because Sophie is one of the ones that has arrested her or like at least (laughs) detained her and been like, Hey, you piece of crap. What shit are you getting into this time? You know, like when the convenience store got held up. Yeah. That was Sophie that brought her in and was like, I don't believe you, you weird little druggie. You just got out of jail. I bet you're doing drugs. <laughs> if so, Sophie um, did take over Papa Kane's road. spot, though, um, like she could, like you know, metaphorically burn it down and like build it up from the inside. Like she, she would have the power to do that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that would work in the grand scheme of things and make it more of a 
of a subplot type thing of the crows instead of a, like a secondary storyline that's just kind of there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be kind of inspirational in its own way. Um, you know, as far as like, hey, look at these strong women. <laughs> look at look at what they are capable of doing. So um I guess it is important to say that we had our first like non-binary character in in this show. Um the writer that wrote the episode said that it was really important to him um to just include a character like that. And I do like the way he spoke about the character. He said, um, as a writer, I've long wanted to add a character to the conversation that knows they deserve a rich journey to find happiness, even if they don't know precisely what form that happiness will take. The fun is getting there and the vehicle is confidence. Um, we only scratched the surface with this character tonight, but I hope we'll see more of them in the future. I I mean, I. I truly um, and deeply do not that they're non-binary and i don't mean that in like a i don't care about non-binary people like go fuck yourself like no i just like i just liked the character a lot and i thought it was some of the strongest acting in this episode but i i think that I, statement i thought they were fucking great the statement that you just read um I don't know, made, made me feel like much more of a way than, um, it's honestly like in the episode, the way the character says it, it's very, very like nonchalant, like whatever, like it almost yeah. felt mm-hmm. shoehorned in like he, him, they, them, I just go with whatever. But, like, but, like, like they, they don't really even care. But yeah, that isn't that how but, it goes though? Like if could take like our con group of people. Like, we have all kinds of people that we hang out with for conventions. Do any of us care what we are? You know, and you find out after years, oh, so-and-so is gay or so-and-so is this. And you're just like, oh, okay. And the way they've always come out to us is almost in that same way. It almost felt like the this most natural thing that was written this week. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Like I, yeah. we've ha- I've had those conversations with some of our friends. Oh, that's cool. Are you you want to go get a drink? <laughs> you know, like damn. Not, not, you know not, that's that's funny. I like I never really thought about that either because I've I've only had um, a couple people actually come out to me. Um, and thinking back on it, like I had an employee that came out to me as trans and. She walked up to me one day when we were like sorting comics at the comic book shop and was just like, yeah, I mean, I I made an appointment to talk to um, uh, a therapist because I have to go through this whole process in order to start like hormone therapy and start to transition. And I was just sorting comics and I was like, oh, well, that's cool. I hope that goes well. Uh, Do you know, do you know (laughs) when you're going to be able to start doing that? Like, and that was it. And then they kind of paused and they were like, all right, cool. And carried on with the conversation. Um, it just didn't skip a beat. Cause like, oh, that's awesome for you. And like, I don't know. I feel like it's more uncomfortable when you're like, thank you for telling me 
that's so brave. Like, no, it's not fucking brave. I mean, like, I guess in some instances it is when it there's a sense of fear there. Um, but like, it shouldn't have to be brave is I guess what I mean. Like, it should just be normal. Yeah. And I remember Matt, Matt came out to me and was just like, oh yeah. So, well, I was, I was, I went out with this guy this weekend, blah, blah. And like, that was it. And I was like, Ooh, all right. How'd that go? Like, that was it. That was the whole conversation. Like, and, and exactly like when you, when you put it in context of things like, and that's what I mean about like good writing that like it's, it's a, it goes to more of a broad, broad spectrum. It's not just about the fact that he came out non-binary. It was the way that he did it. That if you've had any kind of larger group of friends that, or you've run into people, they've probably come out to you or told you these things, you know, because you've become friends with them or they're comfortable in their own skin. And this is just how they do it. And I was like, wow, that, 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 that is the most natural conversation I might've heard this, this whole time. They were just fucking likable. He's he's cool. I like him. I like Wolf Spider. I like him. I like them. It's great. Um, <laughs> like honestly though, like that is a good character. Um, and I, I also, along with the writer, hope that we see more of them in the future. I think it's. I I, I don't know. I'm interested. I like the personality. I like the sass. I that the actor is great. That was some of the strongest acting in the episode, hands down. Um, and I think in general, this was a really well-written episode, too. I mean, not just that, but, like, all of it. You know, I mean, it's it sucks, too, when you've got an episode in a show, and the show already has X, Y, Z things going on, and they go, okay, here, here's the story so far write an episode and you have to write a compelling story while still dealing with all of the parameters that they've set for you. So if there's too much, I mean, it's kind of not your fault. <laughs> yeah. You're inheriting you somebody else's shit storm at this point. But the, the story itself was good. So like, cool. Paul, what um, were you going to say? I just, I, I, he, I feel like there's no chance we don't see them again. Uh, they, we ended the episode, they were in a bed in Mary's clinic, nude, so it's not like they can just leave. <laughs> you gotta hang out and get clothes. Eh, I don't know. He just dick flip his way out. <laughs> what is he, a Grayson? Yeah, well, maybe. Um, the other... Nope, he's an Olympic-level gymnast, according to his fandom page. Yeah, no, I was kind of excited to see... Uh... Because they, they dropped the name Wolf Spider right at the beginning of the episode. And I was like, oh, no shit. Because um, he'd like, from, from my experience with, I'll, I'll just say him from comics, uh, he's basically like uh, like like if if Black Cat was Spider-Man. He's just yeah, like, yeah. like parkour. I he's think he literally little, little could guys stick. Too, doesn't he? A, a, yeah, I think he could shoot the webs. <laughs> At least for like a like a kind of a defense and like restraint mechanism. I don't think he swings around the city. No, but I, I want to say that he maybe can stick to walls and ceilings as well. Um, but yeah, he just sneaks around and steals stuff, and he's a naughty boy Spider Man. So I was I was excited naughty to see them and the, and the like the 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 relationship between him and Mary because like they they were just like pals, like they knew each other. Like you got to upgrade that suit, like. Just all all of that, everything that we were given with this character and their interactions with everybody else, like, 
I'll be mad if we don't see him again. Um, yeah. And like, I, I could almost foresee them at least temporarily like being folded into team bat somehow. Yeah. At least for, at least in the same way that Julia was like here yeah. and there. Or, uh, yeah, you know, totally. like the, the way, the way, what was it? Ragman floated around with team arrow for like a season Yeah, in, in, until he felt like going away. Yeah. No, I, I buy it. It was, it was a good introduction to a new character. Um, and again, the, the, the subtlety of the non-binary it just kind of, again, it, it made me smile because I've had conversations like that. Not personally, but people telling me, um, so I, uh, I, I definitely dug him as a character and, and hope that, it, like you said, it, it, the way they mentioned it, it, it just seems like this is going to be one of those things to where he's just going to appear one day and you're going to be like, oh, cool. Oh, what's up? What's up, dude? <laughs> you know, um, like come flipping in and like, looks like you need help. Parkour. <laughs> Needs to um, yell at once. I do want to get into the other new character. Um, the very spicy warm ocean and and Alice and all of that stuff that's a good looking man um that guy is probably taking over the best looking dude on the show person He's, yeah oh for sure for sure like that didn't come out of the Vancouver cattlecade no no there's <laughs> no way that guy lives in Fucking Vancouver. No one that looks like that lives in Vancouver. Unless you're in Vancouver and I'm sure and you're listening, you're attractive as fuck. You, you listener from Vancouver. You. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, No, I, I, I think, I think mustache Luke is, is still my preference unbuttoned buttoned up mustache luke from those interviews before the season started but no i don't i don't think i i'm i don't think i've seen that but like undeniably though okay his name is nathan owens that is his name um yeah man i don't that's just like that's just like undeniably good looking man that's like you see him on the street and you're like ha, how silly would it be for me to think that i could approach that man and have him be interested like that's the kind of guy that you're looking at you, you i feel know, like i feel like luke i could walk up to him and be like hey what's up and like have a conversation and not feel like i'm out of my league you know what absolutely knocks it down a couple points for me though is hmm. i fucking despise every part of the story that this guy is tied to i'm not feeling any of this Oh, really? I don't care at all because his, he his and fucking... Alice have so much chemistry that I kind of just want to watch them bone. Like... <laughs> and like, I don't even fun, care. Sure. I don't like these like amnesic um, flashbacks that they're having when they touch <laughs> whatever erotic like fucking porn they're watching. Yeah, right. And like that it's somehow Sophia did this and just Am again... I just horny? Am I the only one that's like? Did no, I no, watch no. too much Bridgerton or something? And like now I'm like, what no, is, le- what's going on? Legitimately, up? I like the connection they have, but I kind of agree with Paul. I don't understand the story right now. 
I fucking hate it. I, I like their interactions. I like their flirtation. Would I watch them have sex? Yes, but I would watch anybody have sex. I'm weird. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I okay. All right. Well, I um, I disagree, but that's okay. What do you disagree with? What watching anybody have sex? Oh yeah, definitely that. Oh, you, I mean, like maybe, the, maybe for the... like, maybe for a second, and then you're just like, okay, that's enough, and like turn it off. Um, but you, you like the story? Yeah, she's deeply entertained by their amnesic pasts. I'm not deeply entertained. I just don't hate it. I'm she's thoroughly enthralled. I'm watching these two hot people kill people together, have really good chemistry and like sass back and forth. And I kind of want to watch them bone. And like, I don't really care what the story is beyond that. Like, but like I, I can just fucking Google hot people. I can care. Google these two hot people. If Not I'm together. looking at them on Not street, talking yeah, I can, to each other. I can, I can have multiple fucking conversations tabs. together. <laughs> I could do character A, character Listen. B and character A and B. I already called I, myself fewer out. images. I already called myself out and said, what the fuck? Am I just like, am I just horny? Am I just like fucking watching too much Bridgerton? And like, now I need this sort of like yes. weird, sexy drama in my shows. Like mm-hmm. I already called myself out. Okay. Yeah. I know it's not great television. I'm just saying I don't hate it. I didn't. It like, is my least favorite part about the show. Like this season. Well, I, fine. I, think I, I hate the island more than I hate the ghost of Kate. Oh, God, I don't like the island either, but like, I don't know. I want to watch the two of them. So, yeah, I don't know. I, and, and I want uh, to enjoy watching them, but I'm so uninterested in the part of story they're tied to. It makes I me can't angry. even be bothered with the story because they were just like, ah, dudes, we got to kill them. And then we got to have weird flashbacks. And like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't even care about the island. Like, that's not even in my brain. I'm not yeah, thinking I, about I, it. I honestly, I like the whole the whole story and her hunting them down. Like what what it was for, I could care less about. But the execution yeah. of what they did, yeah. and the the fact that you know he understood and was just like, you could have done this, 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 and this. Like everything that they did was so natural. And like I said, it's the first time that I've seen that kind of chemistry this year, especially with a new character. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I mean, they just like easily took out uh some dudes from the Many Arms of Death, which was neat. That was cool. Um, but my favorite, my favorite line, I think, from this episode total overall was just like, "You don't trust me to defend myself against murder." <laughs> Oh, I thought, okay, I thought you were going to say, hey, do you have 20 bucks? I need to tip the, the maid. Oh, yeah, that too. No, uh, <laughs> we should leave the maid a tip. But no, just like the way she said that, like, no, obviously that's not what he means. But also, you, know, you make a good point. You should get yeah. to defend yourself against murder. I don't know. Uh, I I like I said I enjoyed that scene. The, the island part is iffy for me, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't I, give I, a shit about that. It wasn't. It wasn't watching like Papa Kane struggle to get his daughter back that we know is not coming back. You and know, yell it was at the commissioner. A, we know he's not talking to commissioner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't one of those things. I, I enjoyed the bar scenes and 
that kind of stuff. But again, it might be the fact that the character of Alice is probably up there as like my favorite character on the show right now. Oh yeah. And I, I just like her as a actress and what she does on screen. I kind of, it's weird to say, but I mean, part of the reason that I liked her so much is because how uh, was because of how good she is at being crazy and deranged and murderous and all this stuff without being like <sighs> too without like, being Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Yeah, like she's like animated and obviously crazy and and almost cartoony in her own way, but like not in a bad way, not in a cheesy way, not like it, it's like kind of spooky, like weird. Like she's she's cool. She's good at that. But then also at the same time, watching her kind of break down into um, a more human version of that, that's also still got that murderous side because, duh. Um, yeah, I just I really like who she's evolving into. And it's somehow she's like more grounded, but yet still psycho. She's like Blaine from iZombie. Yeah, I sure she's do a love good, him. She's a good bad guy. Yeah, I love him a lot. Well, she's a good character a overall. Show. Man, I could have talked about that show for all of the years that it was on. Let's just um, do that. Let's transition over to that. Welcome to uh, CWRMD iZombie edition. Also, I still have a really big crush on Rahul Kohli. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, all right, so let's take a quick Sorry, break. Sorry, I was thinking about when I doctored that photo up to say that this crazy lady took a picture of me at Disneyland and sent it to you. Do you remember oh that? God, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Huh. It just made me laugh inside. I had to explain the chuckle. Uh, I thought it was real. <laughs> one time. Oh, did he tweet that? Wow, he hated you. He didn't hate me. Yeah, it was fake. He hated no. He hated Disneyland. Mm. He wasn't happy okay. to be there with his girlfriend. Well, right, but like the fake tweet was fake. Yeah, I know. He didn't hate me. He was mostly indifferent and maybe even a little bit like, "Oh, it's cool that someone recognized me," because it was way before the haunting of Bly Manor. So he wasn't <laughs> as like famous as he is now. All right. <laughs> anyway, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll. Finish talking about hot people and other stuff on Batwoman. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. All right, we are back. Got a little more pep back in my step. Done pouting. Um, Let's talk final thoughts on this week's episode. Paul, 
Why don't you go first? Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you do not have to. No one is holding a gun to your head. Actually, I don't know. Bob, are you holding a gun to his head? I will not say that over the air because of incrimination. <laughs> He's loading it. No. <laughs> Tell me what you thought. I, uh, I don't know. Because, like, you know, Wolf Spider and Evan and various things that this episode did were uh, were solid and good. And then we got, like, mixed messages with, like, all crows are bastard, but bastards, <laughs> but Sophie's not a bastard. It can. And then, like, all crows are bastards. Yeah, right? Thank God crows starts with a C. Um, wow, that's almost like a Game of Thrones reference, too. But then, like, the... the <laughs> Moving on? <laughs> Yeah, I don't fucking know. Make a point or don't. I didn't watch that show. <laughs> you me. Please elaborate. No, it's on fine. On the Game of Thrones reference. Final thoughts, Paul. Uh, Numbers. Which we got. Trying to remember what I gave it. Like any, I guess any of them, right? I. All in all, I think this is probably a better episode than some. I'm just, I'm getting very personally impatient with like the story points that I just don't fucking care about. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like angry when they happen. Um, I really need some of these plot lines to tie up fucking immediately. Um, but it's, uh, I'll go with like a 61. <laughs> Because of Wolf Spider. <laughs> 61 because of Wolf Spider. Wow. It would have been much lower. Oh, we're on such different pages. It's funny. Okay. Do you want me to go, Bob? Yeah, you can go. Okay. Um, so for me, I think I think I'm actually gonna give it like an 80 because overall, if we're just talking about this episode and not just the plot of the season so far and all of the different seeds that like the the producers and the showrunners and everything were like we're doing all this shit um if we're just talking about this episode the way it was directed the way it was written i liked it a lot i liked it a lot more than a lot of the other episodes i say a lot of the other episodes but this is freaking episode five but still um i think this week i went into it and i was like okay all right i gotta watch batwoman and then I, I was kind of half paying attention through the first few minutes of the episode. And then I gradually just got more and more sucked in and I was more invested. And yes, there's still things that I don't care about that are going on, but I'm less bothered by them when I like how things are happening. So like, you know, Wolf Spider. Great. Phenomenal. I actually liked the whole art gallery in a weird airplane hangar situation. And um, I don't like this little fucking drug dealer but it's whatever and hopefully it's a learning experience um and crashes and burns pretty quickly um and i really like ocean and alice's chemistry i like the way they work together i like how that story is going even if i don't like what it stems from um and i'm getting more and more distracted from kate kane even though that's still the anchor point for several of these storylines. I feel like I'm that's starting to drift into the back of my mind as the reasoning. 
Um, and instead, it's just kind of the way that they would talk about a deceased Robin, like in the comics, you know, later on. Like, that's not the reason behind what's going on right now. But they're just like, yeah, you know, for him, like, I, I kind of just want to, like, uphold this this thing or whatever, like in passing as a conversation between two people. Um, so I feel like maybe we're starting to move forward, even though we're still anchored by it. Because okay. I'm starting to get distracted from it. And I think eventually all the characters will be as well. And they'll still talk about her from time to time, but it won't be like the raison d'etre for ghost. everything in the show. Yeah. I know my turn's over, but like, I I feel the total opposite. Like, know, this but... whole episode is about everybody trying to get that painting to use it to get to the island to get to Kate because they all think that she's on the island. Like that was that was the forefront right. of my head but the whole episode. But while it's going on, I'm not thinking about Kate Kane. And that's what I'm saying. Um, even though she is the anchor point of that plot point, of that point in the story and that that storyline, um, and that's like the goal there. At the same time, while it's going on, I'm not thinking about Kate. I mean, and that, that's, that's a good first that's step fair, for me. But to say that the characters aren't is like that's that's all they're thinking about. I mean, I don't think while it was going on. I mean, it's weird, too, though, because Ryan is thinking about that a lot as well, because it's very obvious to her that, you know, she doesn't necessarily get the same trust yet that Kate did. And she's trying to live up to this other person. But I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying it's a good first step. And not that, you know, oh, well, I'm not thinking about Kate ever in the whole show. I'm just saying I'm starting to get distracted by the actual current thing that's happening in front of my face rather than just thinking about Kate Kane the whole time. Okay. So that's all. Uh, I'm going to give it a 69 because there was pretty people doing pretty things. <laughs> nice. Uh I, I I liked it more that we talked. <laughs> um and that's happened before. Um, you know, the when we, we talk things out that, that you guys bring up points that make me go, Oh, okay. I, I can see it that way, I can see it this way. And it, it it the acting is getting better. Like I said, the the writing isn't as horrible. Some of the choreograph like fight scenes, I, I oh, that's gone downhill this season for sure. Y- y- yeah, like watching like flippy de doos on top of the scaffolding was cool, but there was points where it was like, wow, was that camera angle just showed you missing them by like four foot with that kick? Um, so you know some of that stuff just needs to like tighten up, um, because it it's definitely a little lackluster. Um, like the like you said, even compared to last year. Um, you know, especially for Ninja Master Ryan, uh, in her thousand years of karate, that she should open up her own dojo. I should see better fight scenes. But um, I might just be picky. But it, yeah, it, no, they've I, been bad. I feel like they focus yeah. more on like she's a good fighter, so she just takes everyone down in like one hit, and so all the fight scenes are super short and just like boom, done, boom, next guy, boom, next guy. Yeah, it, but it was just the the fight between her and Wolf Spider was just it looked like a breakdancing battle to where like uh, I'm going to do my little B-boy stance 
and do some flippity doos and then I'm going to throw a roundhouse kick and then we're done. And they, none of them look like they connected or were thrown with any kind of ill intent. Like I can actually hurt you with this. So it, it's just things that I, I think they need to tighten up on. I think that uh, gives us like a 70 overall. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, I think that's, uh, I think that's good. I, I feel like maybe oh, yeah, I rated it too high okay. in my excitement that I was just actually invested this episode. Uh <laughs> Oh, it, but yeah, look, I think it, 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 it's always what what you take out of it, and that's fine. It's just in in eighties high, eighties. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, all right, well, I guess that does it for today's DC on RMD Batwoman edition. You can follow us on the interwebs, um, wherever you listen to us. Continue to do so, and like, rate, subscribe whatever follow all of that stuff it super helps us out and we will catch you next time who are you bitches mother of god would you look at the time when you came here you had an hour 